came off the side of her cell phone before she handed it out the window. It's Jeffrey. Sarah pulled up onto a gravel embankment between a police cruiser and Jeffrey's car. Sarah yanked up the parking brake and looked out at the dry river basin. Georgia had been suffering from a drought, and the river had shriveled to little more than a stream. The concrete bridge, thirty feet overhead, seemed out of place. Is that the body? Tessa asked, pointing to a group of men standing in a semicircle. Probably, Sarah answered, wondering if they were on college property. Grant County comprised three cities, Hartsdale, Madison, and Avondale. Hartsdale, which housed the Grant Institute of Technology, was the jewel of the county. A crime on college property would be a nightmare. What happened? That's what I'm supposed to find out. Sarah reminded her, reaching over to the glove box for her stethoscope. Sarah's hand rested on Tessa's stomach. She let it stay there for a moment. Oh, sissy, Tessa breathed, grabbing Sarah's hand. I love you so much. Sarah laughed at the sudden tears in Tessa's eyes. I love you too, Tessie. She squeezed her sister's hand, saying, "Stay in the car. This won't take long." Jeffrey was walking to meet Sarah as she shut the car door. What is it? I'm not sure, but I think there's something hinky. He stopped, looking back at the car. You brought Tess. It was on the way, and she wanted to come. Sarah let her voice trail off because there really was no explanation, other than that Sarah's goal in life at the moment was to keep Tessa happy, or at the very least to keep her from whining. Jeffrey recognized the situation. I guess arguing with her wasn't worth it. She promised to stay in the car. Sarah said, just as she heard the car door slam closed behind her. I gotta go, Tessa said, pointing toward a line of trees in the distance. Jeffrey asked, "She's gonna walk home." She's going to the bathroom. They watched Tessa navigate the slope, her hands hooked under her belly as if she were carrying a basket. You think she'll be okay up there? She's fine. Sarah started to walk toward the scene, but stopped when he did not follow. She turned around. You left pretty early this morning. I figured you needed the sleep. She walked back and took a pair of latex gloves out of his coat pocket, asking, "What's Hinky?" I wasn't that tired. Sarah gave the police cruiser a pointed look. Is that new? She asked, feigning curiosity. Grant County was a small place. Sarah had heard about the new patrol car before it was even parked in front of the station. He said, "Got it a couple of days ago." Lettering looks good, she said, keeping her tone casual. What's Hinky? He let out a short, irritated breath. You'll see, he told her, heading toward the river. Is it a student? Probably, he said, his tone clipped. This side of the river is college land. Great, Sarah mumbled, wondering how long it would be before Chuck Gaines, the head of security at the college, showed up and started questioning everything they did. Sarah noticed a very attractive blonde sitting on a cluster of rocks. Beside her was Brad Stevens, a young patrolman. Ellen Schaefer, Jeffrey provided. She was jogging, crossed the bridge, and saw the body. When did she find it? About an hour ago. She called it in on her cell phone. 
I want to try to talk to her again after you examine the body. Here, Jeffrey said, taking Sarah's arm as they approached the bank. The land was hilly, with a slope toward the river. Sarah stopped halfway to the scene, looking up at the bridge. The design was a simple concrete beam with a low railing. Someone had spray-painted, Die, nigger, and a large swastika. Well, that's nice. Ain't it, though, Jeffrey replied. It's all over campus. When did it start? Sarah asked. Who knows, Jeffrey said. The college hasn't even acknowledged it. If they acknowledged it, they'd have to do something about it, Sarah pointed out, looking over her shoulder for Tessa. I hate amateur racists, Sarah mumbled, putting on a smile as they approached Matt Hogan and Frank Wallace. Afternoon, Sarah, Matt said. He held an instant camera in one hand and several Polaroids in the other. Frank, Jeffrey's second-in-command, told her, We just finished the pictures. Thanks, Sarah told them, snapping on the latex gloves. The victim was lying directly under the bridge, face down. His arms were splayed out, and his pants and underwear were bunched around his ankles. Judging from his size and the lack of hair on his smooth back and buttocks, he was a young man, probably in his twenties. He could have been sleeping, but for the splattering of blood and tissue coming out of his anus. Ah, she said, understanding Jeffrey's concern. Sarah looped the stethoscope around her neck and examined the body, calling out her findings. There's no sign of the kind of trauma you'd expect with forcible sodomy, no bruises, no lacerations. His left arm was turned awkwardly, and she could see a nasty pink scar running up the forearm. The young man was wearing a dark green T-shirt, which Sarah lifted to check for further signs of damage. A long scrape was at the base of his spine, the skin broken, but not enough to bleed. What is it? Jeffrey asked. Sarah did not answer, though something about the scrape seemed odd to her. She picked up the boy's right leg to move it aside, but stopped when the foot did not come with it. Sarah slid her hand under the pant leg, feeling for the bones of the ankle. It was like squeezing a balloon filled with oatmeal. She checked the other leg, finding the same consistency. The bones were not just broken. They were pulverized. A set of car doors slammed, and Sarah heard Jeffrey whisper, Shit, under his breath. Chuck Gaines walked down the bank, the shirt of his tan security uniform stretched tight across his chest as he tried to navigate the slope. Sarah had known Chuck since elementary school, where he had teased her mercilessly about everything from her height to her good grades to her red hair. Lena Adams stood beside Chuck, wearing an identical uniform that was at least two sizes too big. A belt kept the pants up, and with her aviator sunglasses and hair tucked under a wide-brimmed baseball cap, she looked like a little boy playing dress-up in his father's clothes, especially when she lost her footing on the bank and slid the rest of the way down on her bottom. Frank moved to help her, but Jeffrey stopped him with a look of warning. Lena had been a detective, one of them, up until seven months ago. Jeffrey had not forgiven Lena for leaving. Chuck was muscular but unhealthy. He was always perspiring, and a thin layer of fat made his skin look tight and bloated. 
Sarah did not know if this was from steroids or poor weight training, but he looked like a heart attack waiting to happen. Chuck gave Sarah a flirty wink, saying, Hey, Red, before jutting out his meaty hand toward Jeffrey. How the hanging, Chief? Chuck, Jeffrey said, reluctantly shaking his hand. He gave Lena a cursory glance, then turned back to the scene. This was called in about an hour ago. Sarah just got here. Chuck clapped his hands together as if to assert his authority. What you got here, Doc? Probably a suicide. That's so, Chuck asked, craning his neck. Don't look to you like he's been fiddled with? Chuck indicated the lower half of the body. Sarah sat back on her heels, not answering. She glanced at Lena again, wondering how she was holding up. Lena had lost her sister a year ago this month, then gone through hell during the investigation. Chuck seemed to realize no one was paying attention to him. He clapped his hands together again, ordering, Adams, check the periphery, see if you can sniff up anything. Surprisingly, Lena acquiesced, walking downstream. Sarah looked up at the bridge, shielding her eyes from the sun. Frank, can you go up there and look for a note or something? A note? Chuck echoed. Sarah addressed Jeffrey. I imagine he jumped from the bridge, she said. He landed on his feet. The impact pulled down his pants and broke the bones in his feet and legs. She looked at the tag on the back of the jeans, checking the size. They were baggy, and the force from that height would be pretty substantial. I imagine the blood is from his intestines detaching. You can see where part of the rectum was turned inside out and forced from the anus.